This A P. Is that a P? A P. Raider Nation is back. It. I don't give a fuck about championship weekend. All these other teams can kiss my ass. The Raiders are fucking back. They honestly, you know what they should do since the Super Bowl is in Vegas? Put them in. Oh, my God. Take one of these other teams. Get them the fuck out of here, dude. Put the Raiders in. AP is signed, sealed, delivered. They did a TikTok with him, starting with his black Air Force Ones going up, and he was just like, Raider Nation, we're back, baby. It's like, oh, yeah, fuck it. it really- I'm, I'm hot and heavy right now. I'm happy for you. I'm I'm happy that you are excited about coaching. Um, that's got to be a good feeling, considering yes. I was that a Sirianni would be out of here by now, and he's not. Um, and the latest report is the Eagles are interviewing Ron Rivera for the defensive coordinator job. Uh, so shit's looking great for me. You know, um, I don't I don't hate that though. Do you? You hate that? I don't hate it. I just don't think he's a good coach anymore. I think he's a fine you know, defensive coordinator, though. I, I hope so. I sure hope so. Yeah. I'll believe and it when I No, it is it is nice to be happy about a coaching hire, but it's also like, man, it should be fun to like be happy about some wins or something at some point. <laughs> That'd be cool. That's true. That's, What's that's that feel true. like? I couldn't tell you after losing six or seven. Jeez, man, this guy's team takes him to two fucking Super Bowls in a five-year span. He acts like they're the fucking Cleveland Browns of old. Sheesh. All right. They make it enough tough, coaching man. talk. Anything else in the coaching world we need to care about? Looks like the uh, Titans are bringing in the Bengals offensive coordinator. You see that? Yeah, I feel like that'll probably be a good hire. Um, kind of weird that they fired Vrabel for that. You would think that if you're gonna move on from Vrabel, it'd be for one of the top dogs coming that's available. But uh, maybe that'll be a good hire. And then it looks like Belichick interviewing with the Falcons again for a second time. Harbaugh interviewing with the Chargers again. So some movement with the big names too. Seems like uh, seems like things are gonna get going this week probably. Yeah, I would think like historically, if a big name coach like that is meeting for a second time. That's like they're talking coordinators and contracts and shit like that, probably, right? Exactly. You would think yeah. so. Damn, dude, we're gonna have Harbaugh in the AFC West. Don't love that. <laughs> Damn. Nothing AP right. can. That's a fact. Enough of that fucking coaching shit, dude. It's championship weekend. We're down to the final four of the NFL playoffs. Let's just get right down to it. We had four games this weekend, eight teams, four had to lose. Unfortunately, the Houston Texans were the first of those four. They went to Baltimore, and they got that shit packed, 34-10. to 10. That Ravens defense was just too much for the offense. C.J. Stroud had one of the worst games he's had all year. It felt like he didn't throw picks or anything, but they just could not move the ball. Yeah, I just think it was more more of an indictment on how good the Ravens defense is you they're noticeably fast like they look faster than any defense when you're just watching like they they literally fly around the ball they're crazy out there making plays um this was a 10-10 game at halftime because the Texans took a punt back um Ravens offense kind of started slow but it was kind of to be expected like we talked about they kind of came out um you know they they basically hadn't played in two weeks so it was kind of to be expected and just another 
way of showing how good that defense is. They, you know, they didn't give up a touchdown the whole game. They gave their offense plenty of time to find their rhythm. And by the end, you know, the Texans were trying to blitz Lamar a lot. And that just, that shit just didn't work. Cause Lamar just ran for a hundred yards and two touchdowns. He threw for two. He's, he's just a beast. Yeah. It worked for a little bit. There was a point uh, for a stretch where they're blitzing the same guy, like every play. Uh, I can't remember his name, a linebacker for the Texans. And he was getting after him, and I was like, oh, shit, they're kind of flustering him. And then they scored 17 in the fourth quarter, and that's what happens. Yeah, uh, pretty, like, you look at his throwing line, 16 for 22, 152 yards and two touchdowns. Pretty, eh, you know, game. But then when you throw in 100 yards and two touchdowns on the ground, Lamar is just that fucking dude. He is. He's just taking what, um, what's given to him, which is, you know, all you can do in that situation if they're going to – allow you to run like that then run like that. Um, and he's proven that he can be pretty accurate to 16 for 22, obviously not throwing a lot, but that's pretty accurate day still um, overall, not getting the huge yards, but um, you know, just again, taking what's there and, and going with that. And obviously you put up enough points to get the win. Yeah. Just a little premature, little premature bet for the AFC championship game. Mark Andrews didn't play in this game. Probably one of those things where, like, he could have gone if he absolutely had to, but they probably felt like they'd be okay. Uh, I imagine he'll play next week. I'm running that anytime touchdown. He's due. He's fucking due his shit, dude. He hasn't scored in, like, 10 weeks. Exactly. He's going to get in. All right. Next up, we got the Green Bay Packers going to Santa, Santa Clara, where the 49ers pulled out the win on a last minute drive from Brock Purdy. 24 to 21. They got it done. They're moving on to the NFC championship game, but Holy shit. That was a scare for Niners fans. Yeah, that was a uncomfortable game for any Niners fan out there is a perfect game too, for any um, Brock Purdy argument that you want to have, whether you think he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league or whether you think he has some limitations like we do, uh, you're right after this game because he ultimately led him down the field and got the job done late, but his overall performance was not good. The the Packers were able to go on some long drives, able to run the ball, which we'll get to when we talk about you know their matchup next week, but the way that the Packers were able to run the ball is definitely got to be concerning considering how good the Lions can run the ball. Um, but, you know, ultimately they got it done. Jordan Love started hot and just really shit the bed at the end there. They had opportunities, um, had a missed kick uh, late, you know, so they, they were right in the thing in, in this thing. But, you know, as as a Packers, you know, supporter or something, you can't be too disappointed with that. You can't really um, can't tough to say you expected to be in this game like that. Um, I certainly didn't think so. I bet them uh, minus 10 and uh, they didn't come through for me on that, even though Dre Greenlaw tried to take that last pick to the house, even though he didn't need to. Um, but yeah, the you know, overall, Niners... really quick, did you see what he said about that? No, after the game, no. <laughs> if you didn't see the game or you, you know, maybe you missed this part, he gets a pick that wins the game for him, right? There's like 40 seconds left, Niners have a three point lead, you just fall down, you win the game. He's he's reversing across the field, trying to take this thing to the house. And, Ball's like hanging out. It's like, dude, fuck, you better go down before you fumble and lose the game. And uh, he said that before the game, Fred Warner, 
told him he was going to get a pick six and he was just like i just i wanted to make it happen so bad for fred it's like and then fred was like dude you're a fucking idiot just go down. <laughs> That's funny. That's it's, funny. Uh, that's pretty yeah. good. Those two together are pretty uh pretty damn good linebacker. Oh group. yeah, that line that linebacking group is is good. Um, you know, the defense has dudes all over, but I don't know what it is. They are obviously they they were able to uh contain them late. All they shut them out the fourth quarter. Um, but a lot of that had to do with Jordan Love just making some weird decisions late. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know, really interested to see how they bounce back next week. Cause they were in the same boat as the Ravens, you know, they basically had two weeks off. Um, you know, it's that classic rest, uh, rest versus rust debate. So, you know, they, they start slow, ultimately pulled it out and they're at home next week with a chance to go to the Super Bowl. So, you know, what can you say? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, Packers had a good little run. They had too many, too many moments where it was like, you got in the red zone and then, kind of crumble a little bit, settled for field goals. Obviously, at the end of the game, they had a chance. They were up 21-17. They had a chance to kick a field goal, go up 24-17. to And then, worst-case scenario, you give up a touchdown and an extra point, you're going to overtime. Yeah. Or you get the ball back with a chance to go kick a field goal for the for the win, unless the Niners went for two, but we won't get to that. And they missed the field goal. So it, they just then, – then Jordan Love throws the pick late. Like, they just had all these chances – and they just came up short, like every single time. Really, if one of those, one of those moments goes their way, you know, maybe they win the game or at least get it to OT. Yeah. And who knows what happens there? But uh, that's a young team. That's a young team peaking a little early. They're going to be good for a long time. Jordan Love does look like he's a legit quarterback. But it's kind of funny everything we're saying about Purdy. Like they looked like Jordan Love was the good quarterback and Purdy was the bad quarterback for fucking 55 minutes until it mattered most. And then Jordan Love crumbled like we thought Purdy would. And Purdy actually stepped up, took the yeah. team down the field and scored when they absolutely had to. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I think the Packers defensive coordinator, whoever's calling their plays for them over there, um, going to be kicking himself about that last drive for a long time. He really, they really let him just dink and dunk their way down the field. And instead of, they've been putting a lot of, playing a lot of pressure early and I just don't get that concept of like sitting back like that and and letting them beat you in a way that they want to beat you in. I they just it was a weird last drive in regards to how they were um, handling that situation. The clock got a little weird at the end. It was just it was just it got really weird late. Yeah, they really let them play like exactly how they want to play. Mm-hmm. Everyone gets tight at the end of a game. I think that's all it was. Like you don't want to blitz, and then you know. It does yeah. it over the top, and you get up an easy touchdown. But that would have been better than letting them milk the clock like that, too. Exactly. So tough one. I think you learn from it. The uh, Packers are going to be good for a while, and Niners are a very good team. They just uh, we'll, we'll see. I think I did see say last week. I think Purdy wins the game. He does enough, but we're going to start to see a little crack in the armor, right? And I think we did start to see that he was missing a lot of open throws. Granted, it was a rainy day. Uh, yeah. It's a playoff game. I'll give him all that. But, I mean, it was, like, checkdowns and dump-offs that he was fucking throwing up five yards over a guy's head. Like, yeah. it was not a good yeah. game. It was definitely not a good game. Um, but, yeah, again, he, you know, came through at the end. Another thing to monitor uh, is Debo injury. Um, mm-hmm. Not sure how long he's going to be out, but they said it was a similar injury to what he had earlier in the year, and he missed, I believe, three games then. So tough to imagine he's going to be ready to go for this week. 
potentially ready for a Super Bowl if they get the win. Uh, but that'll be interesting to uh, see how they look. Without. Yeah, I got some inside info on that, actually, yeah. uh, from someone you all may know. Uh, Mr. Flores, big Niner fan, said that he's a 50-50 for next week. So we'll see what goes on there. Uh, I guess uh, Mr. Flores is also 50-50. He'll call in when the Eagles lose, but he didn't want to call in this week uh, when the Niners barely get by with a little scare right there. Uh, yeah. Crickets from the yeah, Flores. It's just really interesting. You know, I hit I hit his, uh, hit his line with a little voice message after the game, just asking some questions, just some follow-up questions to his uh, previous statement. Uh, you know, just kind of wanted to see where he stood on things. Um, you know, no re- no response other than, and I quote, I will call in. And apparently he meant like call in sick because he didn't show up. <laughs> I'm sure we'll be hearing from him soon. All right, anything else on that game? Long story no. short, Niners are in the NFC Championship game like they expected to be. Exactly. Man, at the end of the day, that's what matters. All right, next up, we got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going to Detroit. It was a great game, one of the closest ones of the day or of the weekend. The Lions pull it out 31-23. to uh, Came down to a very interesting end of the game with the the Bucks have the ball – or, sorry, the Lions have the ball and take a knee with too much time left. Bucks don't call a timeout, basically conceding victory over uh, – Kind of a little controversy there, a little just weird ending to it. But at the end of the day, the fucking Lions are moving on. Dan Campbell has this team in the NFC Championship game. You know, a year and a half after some people were saying, like, he's going to be out in Detroit because they had kind of a slow start last year. I don't know if you remember that, but they're NFC Championship bound. Yeah, they were one and six last year. um, And they finished, I think, nine and eight and then went 12 and five this year. So, I mean, they've been on on a roll there. That's what. 20, 20 wins and uh, what seven losses over their last last That's stretch. A lot of math for me, man. Yeah, but you know that was just quick math off the dome. Don't test me on it. But the Lions, you know, I think it was a weird game. They play, they just play weird games. Uh, a lot of back and forth. Every time it felt like the Lions were pulling away or or like in a spot where it was, you know, oh here here it is. They're gonna pull away now. The Bucks would battle back. The Lions got it to you know 31-17 in the fourth there. Um, Bucks respond with a touchdown drive. They, you know, do the right analytical play, go for two, don't get it, but then they're down um eight, which made my lock of the week hit, by the way, which I was sweating that I was sweating. Oh that man. Because I had the lines minus six and a half. But uh yeah, they you know ultimately they get it done. They intercept Baker late, and like you said, that ending was weird. the The Bucks kind of conceded victory. They have they had one timeout left, and I think it was a minute thirty left. So there was not enough time. So they conceded victory by way of not calling the timeout. But then when the line the lines fucked it up late by snapping it too early, and the Bucks could have called their timeout and made them punt. Well, that's what it was. Yeah, it they didn't need. There was no point to call the timeout really at the from the jump because yeah. it was clear that you do the math, the Lions could run the clock out. Yeah. Well, Goff snapped it with like 20 seconds left on the play clock. Yeah. And then when they took a knee, I think there was 37 seconds left. So if you call a timeout right there, they yeah. have to punt or try yeah. and kick a field goal. Yeah. If they miss that field goal, you have 30 seconds on the clock from the 35, 40 yard line. Yeah. I mean, what the fuck are you thinking? I know. I don't get that. I don't get that. It's playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, Crazy. that's 
that's fireable, honestly, on both ends. Yeah. How do you how do you snap? <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. Uh, now take us through this two point conversion. A lot of people are big mad on the internet. So the the Bucks were down fourteen, which is two touchdowns and two extra points to tie it. They score the first one and they decide to go for two. Uh, they don't get it, but they decide to go for two. The analytics, like you mentioned, says go for two on the first one, and then if you get it, you can kick a f- extra point to win it when you score again. Or if you yeah. don't get it, uh, then you go for two on the next one. Talk us through that. You think it's a good call. A lot of people are fucking furious. I think uh, the people that don't like it are just old boomers. Um, the the move here, the reason even an average offense uh, converts a two-point conversion about 50% of the time. So that logic being, if you don't get it on the first one, you're probably going to get it on the second one. That's what the that's what the numbers indicate. So that being said, if you happen to get it on the first one and you make it a six point game, and you do go down and score that next touchdown, then you're just kicking the extra point for the win, rather than the tie and and looking at overtime or looking at giving the other team a chance to get the ball back and go uh, kick a field goal late. So that's why I think it's the right choice, um, especially at this when you're at this stage of the season, the teams that are left you should be able to convert one of your two two-point conversion opportunities. Uh, Bucks didn't get that first one. If they would have gone down and scored, I, I feel like they have a good shot at converting the next one uh, just based on uh, based on the math of the situation, which would have then tied the game. So I, I think it's a good call. Um, now, if you are a really – if you're the – sorry, Britt, but if you're the Panthers, um, maybe that's not the move because – chances are you're going to go for two on those two point conversions. But um, that's just kind of the logic of it. If you have, you know, like I said, even average offense, I, I would bet, you know, a, a chief's offense with Mahomes or even this Lions offense probably is in a 60% range on two. point mm-hmm. conversions. So then that makes it even more reason to go for, go for the two. Um, so, yeah, that's why that's kind of what the, uh, what the analytics dictate. And I, I think the when you start looking at the math with it and you're just like adding it up, it's like, no, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. No, I, I like the call. I love it. Actually. The only problem is why are you throwing a fucking fade to Mike Evans right there? See, like, and that's the part, the fade. I don't, you know, and Mike Evans is one of the few you can argue that like, yeah, maybe we, maybe it's not a terrible play call, but the fade is one of the worst, worst play calls in, in the game. Unless you're throwing it up to Calvin, Johnson or Randy Moss, um, which you're not. Uh, Mike yes. Evans is, you know, a great receiver. He's, you know, fits the profile of a of a fade route type receiver. But come on, man, you're basically throwing. You're taking a a fifty fifty play and throwing a fifty fifty ball. I don't like. I don't like that math. Now, now yeah. you're twenty five percent. I don't know if that's how that works, but I pass stats. <laughs> yeah, don't add up. All right, but you know, back to the the main just the game. I mean, it was a fun game to watch. The Bucks hung in there. The Lions, like you said, play some weird games. Uh, big takeaway for me, like Baker, this is awesome, man. Good for him. You know, they lost the game, but dude, for through for three hundred fifty yards, like he's clearly a starting quarterback in the NFL, which I think was in question after the last couple of years. Um, but he's gonna get lots of lots of looks next year. I think he's a free agent too, so he'll have some opportunities to stick around for a little bit longer. And Jared Goff on the other end. A uh, guy just keeps winning and keeps making the big throws when he has to. It's, it's pretty cool to see. It is. It is really cool to see. It's crazy to think if the Lions pull it off next week that uh, Goff will be starting his second career Super Bowl already. 
just kind of two different teams. That is nuts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Anything else from that one? No, let's move on to the game of the week. Game of the week, man. It was a doozy. Uh, we hated it. We had the future with the Bills, but it's just you can never count out Patrick fucking Mahomes. The Chiefs go to Buffalo. They win uh, a barn burner, 27 to 24. It was a fantastic game. Came down to the very end. But the Chiefs do what they do. Patrick Mahomes has started in the NFL for six seasons, and he's heading to his sixth straight AFC championship game. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's insane what Mahomes does. He, you know, we talked about how this was his first true road game. Um, and he didn't look any different out there. It looked exactly the same. The offense was really clicking. They had Marquez Valdez Gantley making plays. Uh Mikola Hardman kind of stepped into that Kadarius Tony role and just tried to give the game away. Uh, but yeah, I got a little crazy there at the end. But our the biggest my biggest takeaway here is that we never should have fucking trusted Sean McDermott. What like just the way they played the game late, and I know he's not the offensive play caller, but calling that fake punt, um, you know, apparently it was something that uh Damar Hamlin checked into himself, uh, based on the the lineup that the Chiefs had out there. But no way. Is that real? I heard something about that. I don't know if that's a scapegoat type thing or or if what happened, but having that even be an option in that situation, I don't think is uh is very good. And then just the way the Bills kind of settled for that late field goal attempt. They had an opportunity. They're facing second and nine, and both second and nine and third and nine, they threw deep balls. Uh, the third and nine one was basically Josh Allen kind of throwing it away. Um, and I just don't get it. If you you want to pick up the first there, because even if they scored a touchdown in on one of those two plays, you're giving Mahomes the ball back with a minute forty in a game where he looked like the man, and he's probably just going to go down and break your heart again. So. Yeah. Why not try to get the first down, try to pick up some yards there, maybe run the ball, something easy over the middle of the field, keep the clock running, make the Chiefs burn some timeouts. But instead they throw they throw these deep routes and uh settle for, you know, what should have been a makeable field goal. Um and you know they miss. But you're the Bills. You don't make those field goals. Exactly, exactly. And it's just don't let it come down to that, you know. Yeah. like it was for their super bowl uh just tough it's tough out there for the bills the bills kind of you know the the lions are doing their thing now it's kind of the bills and browns battling it out for the for just the shitty franchise you know it's tough yeah it is tough because especially i saw a tweet today i was talking about josh allen's cap hit for the last like five years it's been like 12 million 15 million 14 million and they've had good, good seasons, but they always come up short in the playoffs. Next year, it goes to forty-seven million. So you think it's tough now when his fucking salary triples and you can't put anyone else around him, like the, the position the Chiefs are in now, not being able to have like a big name receiver because of, you got to pay other guys. Uh, this gets a lot fucking harder. Now, speaking of big name receivers, all the fucking drama that comes with Stephon Diggs, you got to catch that ball. Oh yeah, that was such a good throw. That was a dime. He put that, that was like an instant, like Madden classic. If he yeah. catches that thing, it really is. And you know that that deep ball was beautiful. He put it right on him. Goes through his hands. It's just tough. And like you said, you know, with, with all the drama that comes with him, I think it's a good thing when receivers got a little diva in them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you got to back it up too. And Diggs just is not doing that anymore. 
I don't know what it is. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's time for a change of scenery over there and see what they can get out of him. But his trade value has got to be at an all time low right now. Um, the way it's been shaken out with him lately. So I don't know. The Bills are going to be in a tough spot. It's it's uh, pretty shitty for them that they had to deal with Tom Brady for 20 years in their own division. And then now Patrick Mahomes just comes in and is snatching their soul uh, every every postseason. Yeah, it feels like every single year it comes down to the Chiefs ending them in a, in a heartbreaking way. Yeah. That's what the Chiefs do. But that wraps it up for those games. You know, just a quick look ahead. Now we know the two contenders in each conference. We got the Chiefs going to Baltimore uh, against the number one seed Ravens. We got the Lions going to Santa Clara against the number one seed 49ers. We're going to do a little uh, preview in a couple days, get it out probably on Friday. But quick quick look ahead at what, what's coming up. How do you see it? Um, my quick look ahead is you know i i think the ravens defense is that good i think as 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 much as mahomes magic is a thing and and what they do um year in and year out it just feels like this is uh the ravens and lamar's time right here and that defense is insane and i just think the lack of overall playmakers aside from you know travis kelsey did his thing again uh yesterday scoring twice rasheed rice still looking good but overall, just the lack of like real studs everywhere as as they usually have. The I think the Ravens match up really, really well with them and will make life difficult for uh Mahomes. And so I like the Ravens. That minus three and a half is tough because I could easily see it being a Justin Tucker game winning field goal here. Um late, you know, because you gotta be you gotta be stupid to think that. Uh, Mahomes is just going to bow out. You know, the only time he really ever has had that in his career is that Super Bowl against the Bucks, where they just didn't stand a chance um, from the get go. And to be honest, this Ravens defense is kind of like that Bucks defense at that time. So maybe this is a spot where that happens. The line opened at three points and it's to three and a half now. So people have been betting the Ravens. I, it'll be interest interesting to see where it lays out when we do our full on preview um later on in the week but as of now you know i i feel like the ravens definitely win this game but i'm gonna have to do some research on the actual spread part yeah yeah save some for the next one we don't want to give it away too quick you know but i agree i think ravens like th those linebackers like you said are so damn good so that's a tough day for kelsey i mean he's gonna still get his but it's gonna it's not gonna be Mm -mm. Like some of the games we've seen him have over the years, where he has 10 catches, 150 yards, and two touchdowns. And then if you can shut down Rishi Rice, which they're going to be more than capable of, he's a rookie wide receiver in an AFC championship game. It's a big moment for him, but, you know, they're going to scheme it up pretty well. Uh, who the fuck else they got? Like, it's going to be very frustrating for Mahomes, I think. Yeah, I think so, too. And then we got the big bad Lions going to the number one seed Niners. I mean, Niners are seven-point favorites right now. I know you think that's too much. I 100% think that's too much. I think, I yeah, I we'll get to we'll get to the preview, but I think that's way too much. Um, it's going to be, you know, I think this is going to be a close game. I just I can't imagine it being a blowout. I think the Lions' defense has been playing much better lately, and I think what we saw from that Niners' offense. Uh, it can partially be uh, attributed to the 
the rust maybe from the two weeks off, a little lackadaisical, and the rain, obviously. Uh, but I think there's some valid concerns um, from what I saw Saturday night as well. Yeah, totally. I agree 100%. Like you said, like, you know, Mahomes, Andy Reid, Travis Kelsey, they're not going to roll over in a game. No Dan Campbell-led team is rolling over in any fucking game, preseason, postseason, regular season. It don't fucking matter. They're going to show up to play, and they're going to be hungry. So that should be a good one, too. Yeah, oh, that's going to be good. I can't wait. I think it, I think it played out, like, as good as you could have wanted. As, oh, a, yeah. as a non-biased fan, like, these are the two best matchups we could have probably got. Yeah, it feels like this is the four best teams in the league. Yeah. Um, so that's, you know, what, what more could you ask for? Yeah, exactly. Oh, three, man. Three games left. Oof. Wow. Well, you're forgetting the Pro Bowl. Oh, oh yeah. Flag football game. Four. Four games. <laughs> that should be a doozy. That's just going to bring us right into spring training. Michelle, hey, Otani, I don't know if you know, but he's a Los Angeles Dodger. Oh, he's a he's a Dodger. Got the sweatshirt on. Got it. You know, I can't wait for baseball. I can't wait for baseball. Before we go, real quick, real quick, uh, you mentioned to me today that's the anniversary of Kobe dropping eighty-one. We had some yeah. games go off in the NBA today. We did. So it was the it was the eighteenth um, anniversary already of Kobe dropping eighty-one points. Um, did it January 22nd, 2006 against the Toronto Raptors, 81 points, incredible game. Um, and a couple, a couple of guys honored him today. Joel Embiid went out there against the Spurs and dropped, um, 70 points, just balling out, you know, got the win over the Spurs. And then, uh, for Minnesota, Carl Anthony Towns went out there and dropped 62, Dude had 40 at half, and but only finished with 62, and they lost. So that one was not for Kobe. Embiid's was for Kobe. Um, you know, Kobe Kobe grew up in Philly, and Embiid plays for the Sixers. It all makes sense. Yeah, we're going to need to see Embiid do that in the playoffs, though. No, that's a fact. That's a fact. And Yeah, the Wolves blew a 15-point lead in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Sheesh. Yeah, Cat actually got benched late. Damn, that's a tough day. You don't give a shit, though. 62 is sick. Exactly. All right, my friend. I'm looking forward to this fucking championship weekend. You got any wise words to send us out? Nah, man. Just, you know, stay the course. uh, Do some studying. Really, this is the Trust Your Nuts weekend of the year. It's a good weekend to be a fucking champion. It really is. It really is. You get to watch, you know, two teams punch their tickets. Uh, to a chance at glory so just enjoy it hell yeah with that i'll see you at the water cooler cheers
there we go again, talking real heavy. Listen up, world, I think I'm talking pretty steady. If you wanna live it, place it in your mind. Everything could change in just one night. There we go again, talking real heavy. Listen up, world, I think I'm talking pretty steady. If you wanna live it, place it in your mind. Everything could change in just one night.